Wow, what a terrible start. I was going to talk and then a, Spreading the some virus. garbage came up. Stuff came up. And you're all sick. Um, Bianca, you know, what do you think of people's houses? I feel like we've been to everyone's house now in the world oh, yeah. in this in this pandemic time. And I'm wondering, what do you think? I I like every like Drake's house, obviously, like, but it's not Super tasteful. Nice. Do you see Drake's house no. in that video? He made a he made it like the he made a miscalculation in a way I've never seen before, which is he like tried to start a viral dance. So he like included like the steps in the song and it was like uh nah dog. It's just not a you good gotta, dance. The dance you've seen the dance? Well, no, a lot of people do that, like um, R. Kelly, Kanye, but it was just a little more, you know, step, step, side to side, bring it round, let me see you do the love side. Like, if, if you can pull it off, it's good. It, that one just seemed like children hokey pokey. Uh, Drake's? Yeah. Well, there's only one move. It's like lift your foot up. It's four moves. <laughs> Lift your foot up, slide. Lift your foot up, slide. Okay, don't don't waste my time, Drake. If you got to dance, fucking tell me. But this is not this is what you're showing me is nothing. Any my point is like there are very few houses where I've been, uh, and maybe because I have a decent house, but I haven't seen anyone's house and been blown house. away. I've been How blown away by anyone's their, house. Have you gone to your friends' houses and been like, fuck? Uh... In the world? In the world. Uh, I feel like you're not going to nice people's house. houses and being blown away in general. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm kind of not. Like Eddie Murphy's house is really nice. But like... His house is nice. I've actually been to but, Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. It just feels like a Four Seasons. It doesn't feel like a house. Uh, right. Those Blake's house is nice. Don't seem like- I, don't know what I, I don't know what I'm looking for. But I hope that people... Ellen's house on video is nice. Ellen's house in real life was nice too, but it wasn't huge. Uh, Ellen had the it's most tasteful... The, she used to have one that wasn't big, like one in Beverly Hills that was like two bedrooms. Like she didn't want a big house. Um, but what I'm saying is seeing everyone's house in videos now, now that everyone does everything via via Skype, who in uh, especially on TV, are you impressed with anyone's house? No, but yeah, I do like that. It is nice when they're big because it's like, oh, cool. Like I imagine you'd be in a very big house. So when they're not that big, something about it's like, what's going on there? Why is your house small? <laughs> That's the rub of capitalism is you're like, the right. fuck do you do with your money? You're an idiot. I used to be jealous. Now I think you're a fucking fool. <laughs> um, yeah, like LeBron's house looked nice. Like... You know, look nice. Um, anyhow, I don't know what made me think of that. Maybe my house. Um, okay, so we're in uh, quarantine. Still. <laughs> still. Can you uh, believe it? Where do you think we are percentage-wise in quarantine in terms of length? I if think you, we're going to guess. At, towards the end of the first quarter. I think we're out of the first. I think we're 40% of the way. I think... 
in six weeks, I'm sorry, in three more weeks, Trump is going to start saying, you know, we should start looking at loosening some of this. The like the beginning of May, he's going to start grousing about how we should probably um, look at it, and then I feel like the middle of May, like May fifteenth, they'll start. People will start expecting you to come to work. That would be my guess. Not my work, but yeah. Well, yeah, but what? Yeah, that's a whole other question. But that's a whole other. Um, but I feel like so we've been about three. Let's just say three weeks of quarantine so far. Yep. I think we we have like I think there's. Let me see. I think we have like nine more weeks of this. Okay. You like think two ju- more months. you think end of June? Maybe no, June. like beginning of like mid June, beginning mid June. Okay, you say June fifteen. I say May fifteen. Uh, we're gonna bet a hundred. I'm not betting you. We're not betting. We just did. We're betting a hundred dollars. No, we didn't. Um, uh, it's done. What's done is done, honey. And I hope you have a great <laughs> bet. Um, now, uh, so people are starting to die. Uh, looks like. I mean, I'm not gonna say Boris Johnson's gonna die. It's Monday. We're recording this Monday, two forty-five in the afternoon. Uh, when he went into the hospital yesterday, I tweeted, uh, Boris Johnson goes in the hospital for, as a precaution. Uh, and I put the meme from the guy right. from the wire going, good. she, that was really good. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I erased it today. Cause I'm like, eh, I don't want them to die. Oh, Cause yeah. I don't want them to die. And I'm like, she, see, I told you, um, I know a dead man walking when I see one. <laughs> um, so I, it's getting a little realer. Um, last week, the guy from Fountains of Wayne died. This guy, um, uh, what the uh, Adam uh, Adam Schlesinger, uh, was partners with my friend Stephen Gold, who used to do songs for Chappelle Show. He did the piss on you beat. Um, but uh, so that was close. And then Michael Che's grandmother died today or died last night. My so. But, but this is what I don't understand. A lot of we're getting a lot of information that this guy died of COVID. This guy died of COVID. But I know we're backlogged on even testing if people have it or not. So how are people? And, and I know people who have passed away. And if there is no suspicion, they don't give you an autopsy. They, like, you have to pay extra for an autopsy, you know, unless there is some sort of suspicious circumstances. So autopsy I'm just wondering how... Autopsy extra. That's what they say. That's what the Chinese woman said. Autopsy extra. You cannot get an autopsy. <laughs> autopsy extra. It's basically um, guacamole. So I just don't... I'm just wondering how all these people... I think because they had, they had, they went in to the hospital. I think when they say they died of COVID, it's at the hospital. That's my guess. My guess is they got tested, they tested positive, and then they deteriorated. Um, they, they, uh, they went in the 104 degree river and some did not return, Bianca. Um, some weren't as strong a swimmer as you. 
I this COVID has found me uh, with a bit of poetry in my in my veins. Oh, they they traversed the river and where and they were drowned in the river sticks. Um, so so yeah, I mean, I feel awful for Che Che's grandmother. I mean, I feel off for Che. He was like being funny about it on Instagram, but um, oh. like they die alone. It's what I was saying like a month ago. Like you're not allowed to go near them. People are saying goodbye on walkie talkies and shit. So if you don't have Nextel, so you're fucked. Um, My Nextel page. <laughs> um, Grandma. Yeah. Um, like I, people are saying goodbye and walk. Sad. Just like really, really sh- fucking awful. Yeah. And um, so, you know, what are your you what are your said, thoughts? Well, you said, and I keep thinking about it. You said it a while ago. Bor- uh, sorry, not Boris Johnson. But that, Boris Johnson made me think that someone big is going to die from this. You know, yeah. it's not just going to. And that's when everyone's going to go. You called it. I don't even think it's, I think ago. it's bigger than Boris Johnson. I do too, but he would be big. At least for he you know, would this be is a very global situation. Because I was thinking of the bet that I made with Dave, and I was like, he could make a case that Boris Johnson isn't big enough. Um, right, but but I, to, but the, if so I told you that there issue. was going to be a pandemic and the president of England, basically what he is, right. died, you'd be like, fuck, like just a virus that you can not have, and then three weeks later you're dead. You're well, dead. The thing is, it's a global pandemic, so maybe that's not huge for us, but anybody who's even related to the Commonwealth in any way, that's, I think it's a bit bigger if I was like from the UK. You know, that yeah, like he's the president. Shit, I, I mean, he's the right, exactly. fucking, he's the president so, of England. I mean, it's like, he's not called the president, but that's his right, position. Right. They Because they don't, they vote differently and they have that, like a bunch right. of parties and that, uh, but um, that is going to be really fucking big to a lot of other people that just aren't us. You know what I mean? Like, he, Tom Hanks died. That would be our Boris Johnson. So I, I just think it's big enough where it's like, oh, fuck, the prime minister's dying? Yeah. Now, whether people change their behavior or not is a whole... Because I think one of the problems is these multiple timelines where... Like, oh, Italy's ahead of us, and New York's ahead of us. Japan, the Asia seemed to like get it early. Asia got it out of the way. Typical Asians. Um, they were freaking smart and organized about it. Listen, got it out were, of the way. They sacrificed right early. They sacrificed early for their for their <laughs> for their uh, ancestors. Um, and they, but but the problem is Japan. Tokyo's about to shut down. Right, Japan's uh, not doing like good. certain certain parts of Asia are like they're they're just on different. They're like two months apart, right. so that's the thing that people can trick themselves with is this idea that it doesn't somehow apply to their situation, and it does. Like it, it's all the same situation. It feels different, and like oh, they open Wuhan and all that shit, but it's all kind of the same situation, but I think that that's going to add to what you're saying, the level of confusion. Uh, That, that to me is the biggest issue. It's that there's not a lot of streamlined, clear information. Uh, It's like, 
you hear, oh, you know, whoever's believing Donald Trump. I mean, they're people. We can't just all. Well, it's out. They get gets out there, though. I mean, whether it is misinformation, but it the information gets out there. So even if we don't believe them. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, if you have someone saying this should be done, the worst of it's in two weeks, maybe someone interprets that as like, okay, cool. And then someone else is like, dude, that we're not out of the clear. It just depends on. I don't know. There's just so much information coming from so yeah. many places. There's no uniform uniformity of action. Meaning, if in a fire, they you know fire drill, you go right. form an orderly line, stay calm, uh, and you know and move. Put your head down, go down the steps. Whereas a, a Trump fire drill is like the roof. Also, maybe try the roof. Have you tried right. jumping off the roof? And you're like, Stay dude, we're trying to be too, fucking. So. I've heard good things about the roof. We're hearing good things. About, <laughs> we're looking at the roof. Um, so there is no. It's what happens when you have an imbecile uh, for a president. Imbecile. Whoops. Uh, I went British with it as a tribute to Jimmy Carr and Boris Johnson. <laughs> uh um. No, like, for example, I think I heard in the Situation Room last night, so, some fucking guy got into it, Dr. Fauci. Say, Dr. Like, Fauci based, and, and uh, the the guy, who, Navarro, Salazar. Navarro. Um, Navarro. No, Navarro, yeah, uh, got into it. Salazar. Now, Navarro, the reason Navarro is in the White House is because he wrote a book about China, uh, chi- the finances of China, which Jared happened to find on Amazon when he literally typed in China financial policy, his came up and then Jared was like, I think this guy might be good. So this motherfucker oh got like American Idol. So again, he's got, no, he was just some guy. He wasn't a government, not a, not any kind of scholar, just a fucking guy. Um, <laughs> Did you hear him so, say that the reason why he's qualified to talk about, um, cause they were basically saying, don't say, treatments before they're proven yeah. because that you know whatever and he was just like uh i'm a uh you know i can read statistics and graphs and i'm a social scientist i was like this guy's a yeah. great a bullshitter he's in the yeah. wrong line of work they're all trying to it's like a it's like a poker they're playing bullshit poker but they're <laughs> all bluffing and we're gonna pay like, nah, I know. It's just, it's like, yo, you guys fucking, you guys got to be fucking grownups, dude. But again, not capable. Where they got, we got the wrong, we picked the wrong group. That's what we wanted. Right. Um, so that's a bummer city, but, you know, the worst thing, I mean, not the worst thing, but the other uh, funny thing is the amount of, have you watched any of these telethons that people are trying? They're dude. trying. They're like I the comedy that. gives back one was like, God damn, like it's not yes. enough to have people just talking with like bullshitting. I don't want to be a part of most if Joe Coy, I'm Joe Coy, I'm just like, I don't want to watch Joe Coy and Whitney talk or or whomever. I don't want to watch Whit. I don't want to watch Whitney and Bert talk to Sandler. I don't want to watch Bert fucking ate right. shit, by the way. It was fucking great. Um, with Sandler, um, it was. Were just you funny. not like, commenting? What was going on there? How were you involved? I made a video. I made like a full video, which uh, will maybe run the video here. My name is Neil Brennan. And these are my 
Corona Diaries. Before this pandemic, I would think to myself, God, people are the worst. And now that I've been isolated by myself for three weeks, I started to think, man, I was right. People are the worst. I'm great. I've learned a lot about myself during this pandemic. Learned that I can cut my own hair, and it's not even hard. Sure, it takes five and a half hours, and it's not a good haircut. But it's not hard. Coronavirus! I haven't been very impressed with the way certain states have handled the pandemic. New York, shelter in place. California, shelter in place. Florida was like, the Dade County Coffin Competition starts in 20 minutes, everyone. Come on down. The federal government hasn't been great either. Every year of my adult life, on April 15th, they've said, give us 40% of your money. And I did. 40% of your money. 40% of your money. 40% of your money. And then one year, I'm like, hey, man, can I borrow 1200 bucks? And they're like, ah. Ooh, that's going to be tough. I mean, we'll, we'll mention it, but that's kind of... I don't know, man. I mean, it's kind of a lot of money. Shit is getting real! People keep saying that this pandemic is showing us who the real heroes are. The grocery store clerks and delivery people and doctors, nurses, scientists. And that in the future, we'll value them as a society. I'll believe that if a year from now I'm at a club and I watch a bouncer go up to Drake in the VIP and be like, yo, Drake, you got to give your table up, dog. Some epidemiologists are here. And Drake's like, oh, shit, they're here? Shit, okay. And Drake's like, can I meet him? And they're like, no, you got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, okay, no, 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 okay. Bet, 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 bet. Been doing a lot of video conferencing on Zoom and Skype during this quarantine. And I wanted to seem smart, and I didn't have a ton of books, so to fill in the holes on my shelf stated boxes of spaghetti and crackers somebody asked me what I was reading and I said uh, oh this wheat thins they say one of the symptoms of COVID is that you lose your sense of smell and I gotta say a couple times during this quarantine I've caught a whiff of myself and thought man I could go for a little COVID right now. Not good. The upside of this quarantine is that it's it's allowed me to do comedy the way it was intended, in a room by myself with no audience. Nothing like that exchange between you by yourself in a room and other people by themselves in a room on a delay gives me chills just thinking about it chills shit does that mean I have corona oh good I'm gonna die jokes about corona for the for the listeners I'm sure they're all avid followers but 
I made a full video. Um, and it was uh, it was funny, and it was like I worked on it. It took me like eight Everybody hours to like, make. Everybody was like Neil. Neil killed it. I was like, oh yay. Yeah, because I because I know I knew what it was gonna be, and be and was like, oh, that's bad. That's not entertaining. I never think that me winging it is entertaining. I'm that. Right. I mean, obviously the podcast is an exception, but um, but even this, we have like segments and letters and shit. We have things we want to talk about. No, we don't just sit here and think we're so interesting that we could is, prepare zero and somehow it's like. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like I've never, I've never wonged it in my life. I just don't, I don't, it doesn't go well. I have to prepare. I literally have a sign in my house that says your talent is talent and hard work like that. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do a thing, let me prepare and do it. Same with the Twain thing where everyone's winging it. I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to wing it in a, on fucking Netflix, on PBS, YouTube and Netflix. Everything is everywhere now. So like, ah, yeah. we'll see what happens. Like, no. You want your bomb to live in infamy? Great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wing it. Poor Bird Kreischer's never going to come back from that. Kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah. So that, I wish they, you know, I, that that's like a showbiz thing of like, it's not, even the, a lot of the interviews, it's funny watching, have you watched any of the late night Seth and Trevor? I was going to ask you what you felt about these like late night casual. I've been watching John Oliver, but he's still, yeah, I like, watch there Oliver still too. is production value. He still is. He's not in like sweats and a hoodie, you know? Yeah. Um, not that that matters. It just feels like I don't really want to see someone completely in my same situation. All the well, time. this is, I know. Well, that's what I was talking about with the houses. I mean, it's like, it isn't, to quote the great philosophizer Madonna, it is the great equalizer. Um, <laughs> this COVID, this Corona is the great equalizer. The fun, I talked to Seth on, uh, I don't know, Monday or something. And um, he had a funny, so basically they did, they all did their shows and some guy on the internet just wrote an article going like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like the, like the sound is bad. The picture's bad. So Seth just emailed him and was like, Hey man, I don't disagree. What should I do? And the guy was like, buy a mic and buy two lights. So Seth bought two lights and a mic on eBay, on, uh, on Amazon or wherever and set it up. And, uh, and and it looks way better. And the other, so I go, what are you shooting on? Higher production value than Seth. Well, no, basically the first week, yeah. Now it's Seth's all up. And uh, and the uh, and the funny thing is, and I go, what are you shooting on? And I go, do they send you a camera? He goes, no, I'm using my iPad. Like this is so fucking weird. That <laughs> just play reruns. Like I don't. Well, the thing is, the ratings are really good. Because everyone's home, right? So, so why not? and they want their staffs to get paid, so they're like, "Duh!" And Seth, Seth said something really funny, and don't leak this, everybody. But he goes, uh, "He's like, man, I thought I was like uh, kind of decent looking, and then you see me without lights and Trevor without lights, it's like <laughs> fucking like- big." <laughs> <laughs> pretty big difference he's like man that fucking even skin tone my god um that i feel was like funny. rates for makeup artists are gonna go up 
Yeah, Trevor's gonna like, you know what? I'm I uh Trevor's lady's gonna get fired and um and uh, all the other guys. She can go work on sets. His set's gonna need two people. Um <laughs> so that was funny, but yeah, it is funny, like the homemadeness. It doesn't have to be that bad. <laughs> like I it just like doesn't some... have just get a camcord. You don't have a fucking have the network send you like like Rachel Maddow isn't doing it on an iPad. That's what right. I find so weird. Like they sent her a backdrop and a camera and some lights. Right. Um, no, uh, John Oliver's is good. I love, I love the way his show like kind of. Well, because it is kind of just like it matches because his set is kind of like a white void. It works somehow. It works for him. He's like made he has it a into nice, not. He's a nice camera. Yeah, I think he they just sent him a decent camera. It's like it's, it's not that like, hard. Yes. It's not that hard. Just get a lot. Like Seth was like, okay, cool. I'll do whatever you want. Like just some guy. That's, so funny. That's where the internet is great. When it's bad, Peter Navarro gets hired. But when it's good, <laughs> Seth buys lights. Um and Seth buys lights. So there uh what did you say about French doctors? Oh, so these fucking French doctors were giving a, um, they were giving a, where is it? There we go. They were giving a talk about like, uh, working on a vaccine at some like, uh, discussion about COVID and And they (laughs) they said, um, it may be provocative, but we should, we should, we should do this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment or intensive care. A little bit <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. how it's been done for certain aid studies among prostitutes where we try things because we know that they are highly exposed and don't Fuck it. They're what are, let's just throw some Af- nothing some African prostitutes can't handle. Um, <laughs> throw the African prostitutes at it. Uh, bring, hey, send in the African prostitutes. <laughs> Bianca, honey, send in the uh yeah i thought it was a joke and no. and then people were blaming bill gates for it it's like i didn't fucking have anything to do with it right um Blame bill and melinda don't leave him out of this he's trying to help uh he's literally <laughs> building factories before they're needed for whatever vaccine he's building like seven factories and he's like it might cost us a billion dollars he he talked he sounds so much like kermit it's fucking hilarious but uh right uh um the uh yeah so like uh, yeah i mean french people are (laughs) french intellectuals there's something really childish about them where they just go like i don't know but i think maybe french (laughs) prostitutes yes you have medicine i'm seeing french prostitute later on tonight i will give it now i'm doing russian but um but yeah, like they just will say whatever. They'll they say whatever. Just say and the shit where you're like, ah, like what is it? Like you ever see that thing where Sage Gainsborough is drunk and he's hitting on Whitney Houston? Yeah, and he said, "I want to fuck you." I want to fuck you. That's basically what these guys are doing, <laughs> but with science. I huh? said. I want to fuck. I her. want to fuck you. They're talking to French prostitutes, going, "I African, African prostitutes going like, African. I want to fuck you." Um, <laughs> I want to inseminate you with COVID. 
Um, <laughs> well, you well, please put in the the um, Whitney Houston Sage Gainsborough. Um, what it's are they going to say? Was it the fucking twenty year old clip? Would you get out of here? Um, both dead. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Thanks for fucking bringing it down. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that the that's French the will do that. Part is that I was not surprised at all. And I was like, okay, so then all the major cases are in the Western world for the most part right now. For and now. you want to go to Africa where I, I just was like, I'm not saying there that there aren't an, a large number of, I think there's a large number of un- reported cases yeah well that guy said like oh we don't have any cases because we don't have any tests right that guy in like ghana or somewhere yeah worry free so no anyways i wasn't surprised that was the fucked up thing i was like yeah it sounds well that it's funny how white people just ran a playbook for like 400 years and now you just can't anymore and they're like well so what are we gonna do what do what do how do we test medicine without africans (laughs) That's what we've always done. Uh, we, I would never do it. What about animals? Oh, God, no. We must protect the animals. That's But the cool. Africans, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll throw it at them. Um, uh, Bianca, you froze on my end, but I'm assuming you're good for oh, no. well. Um, don't worry about it. Um, it's You look good. You're scratching your armpit. Um, what? No, so, it was not scratching my armpit. <laughs> oh, you're back. Okay. Um, so... Oh, uh, the did you watch the new uh, the uh, oh well? Let me talk while we're talking COVID. We'll get to more entertainment in a second. So these people hire Trump to be president because they're excited, and this happens whenever you hire Republican. Republicans don't like government, so then something happens where you need government, and they're like. You sent us here to dismantle government. So it's like hiring a wedding planner who hates weddings. Like they can't you what you're getting what you paid for. Like this is fucking what you really wanted this because this is going to kill. I guess the last big one was New Orleans. The biggest like the like, you know, when the levees broke and and that was all black people. So Republicans are like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, ah, what are they? No, when the, like, I, the 2008 bailout, Republicans were pissed at George Bush. Well, they were pissed at George Bush and Obama. They so started the Tea Party. So, so they were pissed. Like they they don't want intervention, but but with this, they there's this is unprecedented. So they just realized like, oh, we got to do something. So, but right. they're the testing and the uh, prevention. And the preparedness are garbage. I mean, they literally closed <laughs> it down. And it's like, yeah, that's what they do. And Trump said it was a business decision. So you've hired a wedding planner who doesn't believe in marriage or parties. And right. don't be don't <laughs> or be parties. Su- parties. Yeah. Or parties. And don't be surprised when your cake is a fucking like a fucking gas station pudding cup. Like that's what they want. That's what they do. Just you can't expect that they're being. That's that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, what's the same being? That's Manny being Manny. They're just it's their football player doing football at the wrong time. It's okay. it's yes. all the 
it's all of the things of like OJ no, being OJ. It's OJ stabbing. Um, <laughs> um, stabbing. Stabbing OJ. Stab. So yeah, like <laughs> oh, you know what? I I don't know if I've ever told you the story. So my dad, the Trump. When Trump does these press conferences, he reminds me of my dad because there's my dad was a clinical narcissist. Hold for applause. And um and so one time my mom dad and me and two of my brothers are trying to get a cab in new york and um you can only have four people in a cab my brother's like dad my brother lives in new york he's like dad they only it's four people in a cab they're not going to put five in so my dad stops the cab and he goes can we get five they're very small meanwhile all of us were bigger than him except for my mom but it's just you just see that's what I see when I watch Trump. I just see a guy bullshitting in a situation where no one has called his bluff. No one's called his bluff in 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 years. fifty years. No one's gonna like what the. I just wish someone would stand up and go, "Hey, hey, man!" At press conference, like I'm from United Press, UPI. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? And just like, and we all, we do a GoFundMe to just pay for the person's retirement. Be like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, you're, you're so full of shit and you're killing people. You're killing I mean, people. he cuts your mics and escorts you out so quick. You've seen him. You Have you watched those task force press conferences? Yeah, task force one. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so fucking brittle. I, that was a nasty that was nasty. You're a nasty you said person, it nasty. especially if you're black and a woman. Mm. I just, it's, it's kind of funny, but it would be funny like, oh, if it, if, it would be funny if it there were no consequences. It's funny yeah, watching a guy like blather on. He's a funny character. I've, <laughs> right, I've right. always said the guy's charismatic. He's fun to watch, but yeah, that's, I you love can't the elect so people me. based on whether they're fun to watch or not. Like. No, of course. Not, it's, it's not. It, no, it's really it's depressing to see like this whole situation has exploited so many problems in America that like how Trump kind of made it so even the most well-intended white people can't say this country is racist anymore. I mean, I've heard that so lifelong. Oh, like racism, like to the past, yeah. Anymore, you know. Yeah. And now it's everyone just like, it's probably, it's probably a little racist. Well, I, I don't, feel like the, now I, it's like, you know, that, that, uh, Martin Luther King's disapproval rating when he got killed was 75%. Yeah. They're like, only white people. he fucking hated, he was he fucking was hated. hated. He was hated. Like, like David Duke, the white supremacist who he was like yeah. head of the clan, grand wizard, uh, ran in 90, he runs every once in a while. And uh, right. and he he won the white vote. He lost the election, but he won with white people. Like white people are still fucking really racist. They just are. <laughs> so they but just are. Like, They're just still racist. It. It's not a big deal. Like it is what it is. At least you know it's not. It's not not a big deal. It's just we can all admit it. We're not admitting it. It's so stupid. But well, they this, won't admit okay. it. If they if they won't admit it, we kind of can't. Who we? It, you can admit it on behalf of your fellow brethren. 
You know what I mean? I like there's never... people who are saying like, no, this country is racist who aren't just like black and brown people. I would never betray my, my brothers like that. <laughs> no, but that is, they are racist. And then we all have to go like, nah, well, if we say they're racist, no one's going to admit it. It's just, no one wants to admit yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that no was the, admit oh, it. the, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. The, uh, the, this situation though is kind of doing the same thing, but for just how far behind America is. Like we always, people, America number one, we take care of our own, we got the shit. And now our healthcare system, I mean, people are using trash bags and bandanas. Yeah. Whereas we make fun of the third world countries for doing the same shit, reusing needles, et cetera, et cetera, where we're running just as low on supplies in ways you would never think, like running out of ventilators. You'd never think you wouldn't, you would die in this country based on just lack of supplies, not <clears throat> the thing that's killing you. So it's kind of just exploiting. It's, it, but lot. the big, the issue is the reason it, this happened, which is getting kind of buried in the, in the, in the, avalanche of information is because <laughs> they dismantled that fucking the task force like in the which last was, year yeah which, which also was the, started by george bush so i don't know what his fucking problem is he's a liar he's a he's a fucking liar like even michael Steele, the former head of the republican national yeah committee uh was on <laughs> one of the shows Steele. yesterday and they're like oh uh reverend al god reverend al is such a bad broadcaster it's crazy but uh so bad he still How seems he still scared of cameras people? like <laughs> what now furthermore coming up <laughs> furthermore um, <laughs> now um so yeah he seems like suspicious like this one like when they're um uh so they he's like how can republicans not condemn trump for whatever he did and michael Steele, who's even he goes michael Steele's like dude i can't even i'm so far past why aren't they condemning they're never gonna condemn him they're just never gonna do it like there's there's no point in even why are you still asking the same question like right. when are you gonna stand up they're never <laughs> going it's like when is daddy coming home at a certain point, you realize daddy ain't coming home. Right. You got to um, move on. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Rick Patino, who was a basketball coach and he was a, he coached, he was a huge bas college basketball coach. And then he coached for the Boston Celtics, like in the early nineties. And people were complaining about how the Celtics sucked and how they were great in the eighties. And he goes, look, Larry Bird's not walking through that door anytime soon. But that's how I feel when I watch Trump. It's like it's not it's not gonna happen. Like Robert Parrish isn't coming. He's never no one's ever gonna we just have to vote him out. Now, our friend Joe Rogan endorsed said he'd probably vote for Trump over uh Biden, which I wish he hadn't said, but what are you gonna do? Um Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it is interesting that I guess it's not a fair feeling to have because how are they supposed to, but it does feel a little bit like Bernie and Biden have disappeared into thin air. And I well, get yeah, it. How are they, they supposed can't to do, be? They yeah. They can't really do they anything. They can't do. It's, there's one new. But that's where you go. Oh, there's one 
there's only one news story. So and there, it's not there, you. There's literally but, I, I think it would be almost irresponsible to cover Biden and Bernie uh right. in, it would any, be like, in a in a more I mean I wish they would, but look, if at Neil Brennan's news network, uh the NBNN, um you you get uh you don't get the same we're not doing it for ratings. We're doing it for we're doing it for we're there to make a small profit. We're not there for ratings. Also, in Neil Brennan's restaurant, <laughs> Real small. all the butter is soft, and the you Ooh. all your water glass is always full. At the, that's Neil Brennan's uh, restaurant. Um, so you have a network. You have a news network and a restaurant. I have a network and I have a restaurant. And at the restaurant, <laughs> your water is always full and the butter is always soft. I we take. Can the I get a job at your the restaurant? Of the shift. <laughs> take the butter out at six, and so that it's soft by the time you need it at eight thirty. Um, How you feel, Neil? Bianca, Louis C.K. released a comedy special on Saturday. Did you Your watch thoughts? it? Is it good? I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I downloaded it and uh, spent my Wait, eight what's bucks. It on? Sorry, so it's just on his website. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and uh, it was good. I think I liked his last one better. But this one was good. He talked about the stuff. He talked about his stuff in a, you know, he didn't do a whole set about it. He kind of didn't address it very directly. I think legally he can't address it very directly. What he did say is like, if you like jerking off, if if you're going to ask someone if you can jerk off in front of them and they say yes, then you say, are you sure? And then if they still <laughs> say yes, he goes, and if they still say yes, still don't do it. <laughs> he said <laughs> the, the, he had a fucking, this is a, such a good joke. He had like one of the best jokes about men and women already, which is dating uh, men is like going on a date with a bear. It's like, yeah, it's like you shouldn't, you're never safe. You could get mauled at any time. Like you might as well treat it like you're going out with a bear. Um, but he did a joke that women, he's like the the problem with consent with women, he didn't say consent, but you have to keep checking in with women because, and sometimes you can't even trust what they're saying because women will just go like, will pretend they're enjoying it just to get through it. Um, and he goes, it's basically like Negro spirituals. So, uh, it would be like, so guys see women going like, uh, uh, and are like, oh, she likes it, which makes about as much sense as slave owners being like, they're singing. They must love picking cotton, (laughs) which is a fucking great joke. And no women are going to hear it. No women are going to hear it. Um, what do you mean? uh, No women are going to hear it. No, because no woman's buying that fucking. Even when they, when you hear the crowd, it's. What do you like mean? I think it's like in defense of women. Oh, it's, it's very, totally it's very pro. No, women are never going to hear the joke. They're literally Why? just never going to have access to it because because no woman is. Oh, gonna oh, go, oh, oh, oh okay, okay sorry. I thought you meant they're not going to be open to it. Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, uh, they're never going to hear it. In that they just will not. Damn, that's physically. a fucking good. Jo- that's a good joke. You know what? I someone sent. Like a comedian sent a screenshot of the special thanks. 
And she circled her name. But I also saw your brother was there. Are they yeah, yeah, yeah. good friends? My brother, Kevin. Kevin opens for him sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. But I liked it not as much as the last one, but I liked it. Uh, Do you think good, it's good to have your special? Funny. Is it good to have your special come out now because so many people are yeah. hungry for content or no? Yep. That's what like Quibi is launching today. I don't think I'm going to get it, but you know, uh, the, I yeah, think I would. I loved it. I, I mean, the also, Mark Twain thing came out. Yeah, and I had a lot of like, like great and, job in the audience. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Bert special came out during the pandemic, and Segura and Dalia and yeah, Dalia so, Segura. So yeah, like I think this is a great time to have a special out. I haven't asked Netflix how the viewers are, but I'm assuming they're great. I would um, say though, like, I think Quibi's launch is probably like oddly enough. I don't feel like it's a good timing for it. Uh I their commercials well, the are funny not thing good. Is it, the commercial, the commercials don't really focus on their content that much. They are like the celebrities that are in their shows doing shit in the world. Well, it also feels like, for, like they should explain the premise of the explain the premise, like explain that it's right. That's quick what I'm bites saying. And it's ten minutes. No matter what it is, it's ten minutes, and it's not a huge commitment. It's not a big ask. It's the sort of thing that like would really appeal to me. I just can't fucking get another stream of content. Like I can't. I'm overwhelmed. Super overwhelmed. Plus, I've I think everyone's again. Yeah. Well, that's ahead, also, sorry. I just think everyone's had an oversaturation of marketing right now. Even when it's like, stay safe. Well, us at Honda want you to be safe. That's why it's like, fuck off. I don't. Well, yeah. I, want I feel bad for them because they've already bought the time. Oh, yeah. Um, they have to do something with it. Yeah. So they so have to. So why not do something? They want to. Like, rem- I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't. It's like you can't. Uh, yeah, it's odd because you can't buy it. You can't buy any. I, dude, I, you know, I don't want to buy anything. Do you think this will make people more frugal? Yeah. Do you know how people will have grandparents like, oh, my grandma never th- lets me throw anything out. She lived through the Great Depression. It's like, it's like this thing in yeah, your mind. No, it's I like, was gonna you don't do understand that. how the world could be. Yeah, no, that's, I was going to do that. I was going to do a meme yesterday of the guy going like, oh, so this is why old people save money. <laughs> like, like the black dude and going like, you know, like, the, yeah, this is why fucking old people are like that. It's why they don't like just buy ton. They don't ball out because they realize like me- anything can happen. Well, this actually, so at least in Persian culture, um, you have to take off your shoes before you enter a house, whereas Americans are just like flip-flopping in their house with their shoes on. Um, they like, you don't, there's a lot of cultures that you don't let the baby meet anybody for like 40 days so its immune system can build up. And like all these old traditions from other people's cultures. I like have a lot of friends from around the world. And I like to introduce my baby. Sense. I like to introduce my baby to an African prostitute. Day twenty. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh so you were saying the cultures are cultures are 
Well, now you start realizing where it came from. Where like, I don't know. I mean, I know uh, Rock has that old joke of like, yeah, of course, no one, everyone said not to eat pork because that shit yeah. wasn't good for you. But it's like maybe pork started a fucking sickness or something. You know what I mean? Like, I get yeah, why swine flu. Have I mean, these- there was yeah, but it's it's all this shit before antibiotics. Like, right? You, I mean, Stay now away. people COVID's taking motherfuckers down with antibiotics penicillin i mean that's the that's the the thing the guy who wrote sapiens talks about how transcendent antibiotics are in terms of just a like human life like now oh now i can survive a thing whereas before it's like wear a scarf cover like all the shit you're saying like wear a mask they weren't they weren't wearing masks but you know what i mean Samurai work. No, like a um, scarlet fever. Yeah. That always freaked me out when I read The Velveteen Rabbit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was like scarlet fever. You have to burn everything if your kid even survives it. And then the rabbit, yeah. the rabbit had to get burned. But, you know, there's these, like, or if you've ever played Oregon Trail, it's like all your family dies of shit by the time you get anywhere. So it feels really yeah. like we're so numb to the fact that shit is trying to kill us on constantly trying to kill us and we're yeah so used to being oh just get medicine if someone has to go to the hospital it's like you went to the hospital you know where it's like do you, i don't know yeah. i just think we've taken all yeah. this for granted no i know but do you think like your friends are your friends thrifty i don't know Gr- girls and guys in la are not like super thrifty well that's what i mean like if that's though they're the canaries in the co- they're the the african prostitutes as it were in that um <laughs> hey, they, they it's no but that's where the test is i mean that's where you really want to say like will consumerism and materialism still work after this and and like i, I said last week yeah what do you think yeah no 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 what were you saying well, last week it's like the the flu came in in eight, 1918 and then you know 1928 was like the roaring 20s and flappers and all that shit. So I don't right. fucking know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll it's either going to do one or the it's either going to make people significantly I don't think people could be more materialistic though. Like I you know what I mean? Like I don't see it. Yeah, as, like what we're hitting we're pretty fucking like we're good with like constantly consuming and it gets easier. Now I, I was on Instagram and now they have these like gadgets and doohickeys to like not touch anything. They're like, no yeah. touch. It's like a thing to open a door and press the elevator button. I don't know if that's going to go away, but I do think that, um, you know, kind of like in the first world war, how, before the First World War, things were so, like, at least with, let's just say, the opulent part of society, it was super opulent. You had, like, a valet and a person that dressed you and then the person who did this. And then when everybody had to go to war, that felt like, did we really need all that shit? Like, everyone just had to, you know, everybody did had to Did it change work afterwards? Yeah. So then did a lot of that lifestyle really changed and some things kind of just went the way of the dodo as far as like just the way people had opulence. I'm not saying they weren't as opulent or luxurious, but I do think, let's say if you're into buying your $5 cup of coffee every morning and now you're just making it at home and it's pretty good. 
That I, I think know. you're absolutely right about. Like I've been cooking and I like it. Like I genuinely Good. like it. It's fucking adorable, right? Um, what are you making? And uh, I make. Um, well, I get food delivered like from a vegan delivery service, and uh, but then I'll soup it up. Um, wow! Like I, I here's what I've been making because I've been like maybe I can just stop eating starch, like no pasta, no nothing. Um, so you know they got this uh, this uh, cauliflower rice now, so it's just cauliflower. <laughs> chopped up in a little rice i like the texture of starch but i don't I need it and right. so last night veggies beyond beyond burger crumpled up like little niblets uh veggies uh cauliflower rice and then this like thai curry sauce that i got at whole foods that's and fucking delicious and i just, just mix, get- it, mix it 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 and uh, it's fucking extraordinary. So maybe someday you'll be lucky. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking to somebody who I cook most of my meals. I don't. I don't have snacks. I make snacks. I have just a refrigerator full of like vegetables and. Yeah, meat. I no, but you're. I think you're right in that people will go and I. But I wonder if what being inside. I don't know. I wonder if it'll change our relationship to inside. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I want to fucking right. go home. Now it'll be like, ah, fucking. It's that cigarette thing where I'm like, ugh. It's like smoke the whole pack where you're like, okay. Uh, I'm good again. on being. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to be good on being inside for a while. But I like being around people. I'm really social. You know, certain people are like, I just need a alone time. And they need a de-stress from people. I yeah, need to be me. around people. You. I need social interaction. I will starve and die without it. So for me, this is a great exercise for loving my house and loving being alone in my house. And what do you what have you what have you learned about yourself? If, that I can actually they, be alone. Did. I can actually be alone. A lot longer than I thought. I am talking to myself out loud as if there was another person in the room with me, which is kind of weird. Like I play this, I play dominoes on my phone. I always have. And when I fuck up, I'm like, you fucking deserve that. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) That is kind of strange, but I like being out inside. I will say when this is over, I'm not going to be home for a while. I don't want to be home. Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't it's doesn't have the same it's you just get used to anything. It's you get you build up a it's yeah. just like any great it's not that thing. Bad. It's like it's no 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 I first of all it's not bad at all, but I'm saying it definitely <laughs> let's go back to my place feel will not be like I would just usually my dating was like just come over and we'd now hang out don't. and watch a thing. Now I'm like I rented us a boat. Now I'm going to be now I'm going to blow it out. I just want to be outside more. But I wonder if people are going to be I really hope people reduce a little bit. I hope they reduce yeah. their whole thing. I think it would but, be you know, good for people and it's it's definitely like positive value. 
Have you seen those memes that are generally from your people, aka vegans, but like environmental people, they're like, if we stop driving for one day, blah, 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 all these statistics, if we stop yeah. doing this for one day, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, can we get some good news? Because we seem to be doing a lot less to the environment right now. Oh, and no, you haven't seen those? It's like all the air is yeah. cleared up. Like there's tons of stuff. The problem is... It would take 30 years of this to get back to zero. Listen, I'd rather die of COVID. The problem's Just worse let than me the solution. The solution's worse than the problem, guys. <laughs> president, the great, the great, our great president was right. Um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, I hope it changes people. I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. I because I'm I, I less the, concerned about what it is and like so like if Boris Johnson dies or I'm less concerned about what it is and more interested in what people are what it's going to turn people into. I think it really depends on how long. If it was over next week, I don't think it would have that much of an impact. What if it's still your, going for walks. your thing of like nine more weeks? If people are actually doing it. I think I think we'll have a little bit more I hope to have more community collectivism in our minds like hey social programs they're not the boogeyman we all needed it at one point you know we can all say yeah. like didn't you need it at one point so what if you were the only one going through that wouldn't you have Well wanted that's the to fucked up thing like of like if you got if you get covid they then said that they were they were covering tests, and then they I think they said that they would cover the treatment. And yeah, I they'll cover the treatment I, if you're uninsured. Right. So I tweeted like it's fucked up that they'll cover the treatment if you're uninsured uh, and you get COVID, but if you get cancer, you're on your own. <laughs> Sorry, because that's it's your like, problem. Oh, so, ooh, it's like what's the fucking difference if I get if you get hit by a truck? No, no, no that's you're out of pocket, dog. Um. So <laughs> you out yeah, of it's pocket like it's, on both me. You you out of pocket uh, twice. Um, <laughs> you out of both pockets. Um, I have written you down here it. TikTok you dances. Do I need to learn a TikTok dance? I'm never going to. Just so everyone knows, like, I just don't. I guess if you like have a family, I want to do a really good one just to show people, like, no, I can fucking, I can Dude, fucking. Should we do it? Should down. we do a TikTok dance? Yeah, like they all, it's impossible. Everyone will just go like, you got no rhythm. People will just say the same shit. They want to believe I don't have rhythm. But I kind of feel like you, I made you dance with me once at a nightclub. Yeah. You can dance. Fine. You can dance. I can dance. I feel like. Yeah. Should we do one? Send me the the dance. Let's do the the tussy slide. Let's do Drake's. (laughs) I think it's going to be hot. I think it's really going to Wait, is it a tussy? Is it called a tussy slide? Yeah. That's uh, so weird. But now I will say most of what Drake does is initially met with derision. People initially right. reject it like the first or four like days. They're like, fuck this idiot. motherfucker. Corny motherfucker. You know what? That shit's all right. Like they all come around like, man, fuck that. You know what? So don't rule Drake out. But I, if yeah. So that's funny because Tussi actually is in German means like a stuck up bitch interesting like kind of just like a 
Tussie. Um, I'm now I'm picturing Hitler trying to holler at somebody on the street. Tussie. Uh, um, hey, Will, let's do a. Oh, you know what? I want to do a Neil's. I made some dumb purchases. Hold on. I forgot to bring them down. You purchased oh. things. You said, I haven't bought anything. No, but please. Hold on. Um, um, purchase. Um, purchase. Purchase. Okay. You know, I've been reading in the bed and I got it. I need to go to the eye doctor. Why? But, what the um, fuck happened? My eye, it just like my, my shit is getting weak. weak uh, I just got to get a new prescription. And uh, so I've been reading in bed a lot and my and my neck was fucked up. And I was like, you know what? I need to figure. And I didn't, I wasn't happy with the light I had. I had to clip it onto the book and it was like fucking goofy. So look at this, Bianca. This is a light. Oh, I saw that. So how does that work? Um, it, you does just it go point it head? at the book. It just rests. Do, but does it go on your head? No, it's neck. Oh. Cool. So that's pretty great. Thank you. That's one thing. That was like 15 bucks. And then for when, for when I get, here's <laughs> another one, Will, if you want to play the song. Um, um, <laughs> this like, one um, is a little more, when I'm charging that one, this one is a little more. Oh. Mm. This one is super duper. What's up with that one? Ooh, this is some, this is some cave coal digger. miner shit. Some <laughs> fucking trapped in the coal mine. Chilean coal miners. Butt pirate. Sometimes I'll... Wait, you know what I do when I really like uh, a caption that I'm reading in the book? Uh, like if I like a paragraph, I'll do this on the light. Ah! I like this paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> sorry i should have warned people that i was gonna be um so those are both great and and then this is a this is a uh uh everlasting gobstopper this is gonna be hard to show but here <laughs> um, right, so i'm in my fucking bed a lot reading and typing just computing so sure. and my neck was hurting again because i'm an el- elder I'm in elder care. So I got a, this <laughs> is for, this is, you put it on your lap for the computer. I'm going to do it now. You can't really okay. see, but you, it's going to change the angle. Oh God. So like this, it's like a, it's like a tray and it, it sets the thing higher. It was like 12 bucks, sets the thing higher. Uh, so my neck doesn't. So get I'm lying up. down, and it just makes it higher. What is the? Why do you need it to be higher? Because you were doing this a lot. Yeah, I was just craning my neck, and uh, mm. I'm in I'm an elder I'm in elder care. So uh, so that's been great for me. Those are the dumb purchases. What can and I What can I dumb purchase for my uh, carpal tunnel? It's really acting up. Is it really? Me. Well, because I'm on my phone a lot because I'm bored. Uh, is it actually hurting? Bad. Uh, I don't. They, I think they have those wristbands that the that the that the receptionist at the office always wears at every office <laughs> like, in the world. 
Um, like yeah, they have those things, those like wrist guards, those like roller rollerblading guards. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's you going. Yeah. Um, those are all uh, really functional. Those don't seem like dumb purchases. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, again, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to buy dumb. It is they're dumb in that they're silly, but they're not actually like a waste of money. Uh, they're no, I've never used you're using more them. things. Yeah, I'm using the stand as we speak. Um. <laughs> Uh, Doc, watch it. Will Doc, watch it. I love noises. God damn it. Um, watched a few. There's an HBO documentary called The Scheme, which is a guy named Christian Wilkins, I believe. Christian Dawkins who uh basically college basketball is fixed they're all paid they pay their families they it's nike adidas under armor um uh jordan like they just fucking pay these guys they pay them via third parties and it's like that and this guy just kind of exposed it and then got arrested and it's like jerry Maguire. it's like black jerry Maguire in that he like starts a thing and is immediately investigated by the feds. <laughs> he starts right. like a he wants to become a sports agent and just immediately the feds drop on him. Um, like, um sorry, but it was great and Blake is gonna give me the down low, which I don't hopefully I won't talk about on the air, but I wanna know like hopefully. what <laughs> like they what happens. Like what is it what right. happens? Um so that was great. There's a new front line about plastic um, recycling, Depressing. which is a it's a bum, it's a real bummer. Even for a front line, it was like, oh. God damn. Turns out 90 percent of like when they put the the arrows on the back, there's like five different categories. They're only really recycling one of the categories and the rest of them are like eventually you could recycle this we're not recycling it now so basically by putting that symbol on there they were the plastics injury industry was just fucking lying to people like when you get a tesla you can get like you can get the uh autopilot package which is like a thousand bucks a year for if they get autopilot you'll have but you have autos like no there's like a self-driving but then there's a whole nother thing there's like another like oh. suite of product but and they the guys don't were have like, it you don't need. no they don't have it but they're like if you want to be <laughs> eligible for i'm like go fuck yourself um so so uh that was a real bummer so the plastics just did it to sell more plastic Go like no, you can recycle it. Where? I mean, not here. No one, not on Earth. But you could <laughs> technically recycle this. Um, that was a bummer. There was one about USC basketball, the women's program, and Cheryl Miller that I thought wasn't that good. Yeah, I was um, like snoozy. It, did you watch it? No, but I I saw like a preview and I was like, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't that good. It the story wasn't that good. Um, um, I have a doc watch. Go. 
stopwatch. So there was a, there is, I was actually going to, um, take you, uh, I love it. Easy to say now. Easy to say now. No, but I was, I I wanted to take you. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I really was. And so I've been looking forward to this, um, documentary and it's called Fantastic Fungi. And it's about... Uh, let's see. It was by Louis. Schw- I can't. I pulled it up because I can't pronounce his last name. Somebody sent it to me. Schwa- actually. Schwarzenberg. I don't know if he's Jewish or German, but Schwarzenberg. Um, Schwarzenberg. Schwarzenberg. Louis Schwarzenberg. And mm-hmm. it basically is this really, um, like a look into the life of mushrooms. That like no one like it shows how they grow. It shows how they relate in the forest. Blah blah blah. Anyways, yeah. it came out on the twenty sixth of March. But because uh, all this shit happened, um, yeah. Now you can just rent it from like Vimeo from them. It goes to them, and you can just rent it online, uh, which I thought was really cool. Like four bucks to rent a documentary. Like I didn't mind doing that just because it, I was gonna go buy a ticket to see it. Yes, yeah, somebody. So is it me. good? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> okay. So I'm just promoting it, it you're just, because... You're just no, but it. got it. I was going to watch it because I really wanted to see it. So it's something I was going to watch anyways. And then a few of my friends saw it, sent me the link that like, no, you can actually just rent it. You don't have to buy it outright because it's like, I don't really want to buy it. And they were like, I have really a... Good. Yeah. I um, Somebody sent it to me. I didn't... It seemed like too nature-y to me. Somebody said that the You don't like video, nature talks. I don't like because I just love nature dogs. I like chicane, human chicanery <laughs> and malfeasance. That's I watch I, a that's lot of nature dogs. Like you don't do, you can't do like planet blue, planet like planet Earth. I just get bored too quickly. Like and then the mongoose. I'm like, okay, it's so good. <laughs> They're just trying not to eat. They're trying to eat and not be eaten. I get it. Um, okay, and, wait. Uh, then I have a. Oh, go ahead. No. Yeah, you go. I the Disney video. elephant video uh, documentary apparently is really good. With Meghan Merkle? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I didn't realize. Somebody just sent me, said that it was really good. Um, so there's one nature doc that's so good. I watched it already and then I rewatched it a few days ago because it was so fucking funny. Um, it's called Spy in the Wild. And they take like the most oh, that, yes. they make animatronic. The yes. Yeah, yeah, fake ones. It's so funny. It's I just a lot of crack this. up. They basically make a doll and put a camera in the doll and then like leave it for. They'll make a gorilla doll, and then the first yeah. day will be like the gorillas find it, <laughs> and the gorillas are it's like so poking funny. at the camera and shit. It's um, funny because it's just interesting to see animals. I think uh, there was a like a one some sort of like a tree monkey, not a gorilla, like dropped it. And they thought they killed it and they held a funeral. <laughs> it's so, it's anyway. Oh, that's if you're fucking just, funny. It's really good. But Spy in the Wild is like, if you're not really into nature docs. Um, but I love nature That's docs. more like oh, a, that's almost like an animal uh, punked. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, the impractical animal jokers. Um, <laughs> the, um, 
Oh, you know what I saw that I don't know what I would have thought in normal times, but in quarantine times, I cannot believe how much I like this. So the Maisel brothers who did like every good documentary, um, uh, the late great Maisel brothers, um, Maisels, uh, it's called In Transit. Just Google it. And it's literally just a bunch of slices of life on the Amtrak. I can't believe how much I liked it. It's just a bunch of people on Amtrak talking. You get an age, check in with those people, check in with those people. There's no no plot. There's just like a bunch of slices of life. But I missed I missed that. I missed fucking travel by Yeah. Will gets it. Um <laughs> I missed traveling by uh train. So, I love the documentaries that are just like no like you get what we're doing. There's no narration, there's no plot, there's no direction. It's yeah. just kind of the slice of life. Those are interesting. Well, there's a there's a guy named Frederick Wiseman who makes them that like are like four hours. He did one about yeah, like Neiman Marcus those. and uh Mulaney. There's a there's a um app, there's a platform called Canopy with a K. Canopy. And if you have a library yeah, card, you can join. And I can't Canopy's find my library great. card. Oh um it's I great. gotta find my library, my library card. Um, Li- so uh, Canopy has movies that you know. You remember when I, I'm going to sound like a really old person, but remember when um, Netflix was just DVD only mail in? Yeah, they had the greatest amount of movies. They had every weird, random fucking yeah. movie you could ever like. Think what of. was that fucking movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was but so the, good. The, the the Canopy apparently has a bunch All, of it's Frederick like, Weissman's. Oh, cool. Yeah, can- it, Canopy is Netflix back in the day. It's really good. Also, uh, PBS um, has all the front lines, Novas. Yeah, if you go on PBS.org, yes, they got them all. American, They have a lot of American experiences. Ne- Netflix is starting to carry a lot of PBS, too, though. Um, okay. So, in transit. Well, let's open, let's time to check that email. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to check that email. Email. Yes. Oh, great. Why don't you read this? You've one? got mail. It's drive. Oh, this is so great. I love opening with this. Again, this is she's. This is there's a lot. I got Just a lot of messages it. about this. It's driving me nuts hearing Bianca justify her trip to Ireland. I'm a fan of the show and both of you. My frustration began when I was listening to the pre-Ireland episode. I was hoping it was taped way in advance that Bianca would have changed her mind sometime before her flight, considering the state of Italy at the time and how all of Europe were on high alert. Then she went, which angered me. I don't buy the who knew argument. She is too smart. She's coming across as selfish and is protesting it too much. I use, I'm using my only break in the day while my three kids under five nap. This woman has three kids under five and still took the time to shit on you. To listen to go, uh, to listen to go, you guys, 
And now to write my first email like this, I want to move on and go back to enjoying listening. Please just admit defeat and put it to bed or just put it to bed. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Melissa, Melissa, that's on you. What a waste of a fucking email. I can't explain this anymore. Last email, uh, last episode, I explained it. I said it was my bad. I was like, Neil, you were right. I was wrong to go. I said, I don't know what these people want, my fucking blood. I just, all I said was like, I wasn't defending myself. I'm just saying at the time, one, that that all of our episodes were done like two weeks before shit happened, but like a week and a half, whatever. But regardless, <clears throat> what I said was that Neil was right, but most of the world was not fucking checking for shit because Neil is kind of just like a consumer of information. So Neil was 100% right. You gave me all the information I had to make um, the right choice, but it was just a weird position to be in. It was, I wasn't sure what was the right thing to do. I understood there was like this huge risk, but it was my friend's wedding. I also bought the tickets. I'm not saying these as an excuse. Melissa, relax, breathe, girl, breathe. I'm just saying that like that was my mindset at the time. Now in retrospect, I think it was a mistake. I think it was a huge mistake. I don't think I should have gone. I put the only silver lining is that when I came back, I quarantined for two weeks and I didn't go outside. So that was the best I could do with the situation I was in. At least I wasn't You're, like, You Dr. Drewed it. You Dr. Drewed it. You, you said it wasn't what? happening. You know, Dr. Drew like said. No, I never COVID said it wasn't over, happening. No, I know. What? I'm just fucking around. But then he made a video oh, okay. a couple of days ago where he's like, I'm willing to go to the front lines and volunteer. So he's basically like, I'm willing to maybe die because <laughs> I fucked right, up. It's like. Which I found the pension. Uh, yeah, it's like maybe it's somewhere in the middle there, buddy. Um, it either doesn't right. exist or I will allow it to kill me. <laughs> I will take this gun and put it against my head. Um, so just uh, to put this situation to rest, if I didn't make it clear last yeah. time, this is what I truly think. I think it was a mistake that I, I will not I even lie. I, I swear to God, I was. I I will not lie. I swear to God, I was mad for like a week. But not no, when know. you were there. I was like mad. And here's I could the feel myself being mad. And I was like, what do you, why do you care? <laughs> here's what, here's just for the record. So Melissa can get uh-huh. to work. She's got five, three wrong. kids under five. She's got nine kids under I 10. I, Go ahead. I was wrong. I was, I should not have gone, but I already said this. First of all, second of all, the only thing I addressed last time that maybe sounded defensive or not copying to something like I'm just there's two things here and people are hearing them as one first and foremost I was wrong I shouldn't have gone um I had all the information that wasn't a surprise to me when it happened I knew I think in the back of in the back of my mind I'm sure I knew it I just didn't want to admit it because it took uh it took doing something that I didn't want to do, which was cancel my trip and tell my friend I can't because of this thing. And at that point, no one, we were on like um, all the people who are traveling to Ireland were on like a hundred person WhatsApp text message. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I, yeah. So no one was doing it. So I, it just, it felt weird. And for whatever reason, I went against all the information I had at the time knowing shit is going to get bad, I went against it and did what I wanted to do. 
which was selfish and which wasn't the right thing to do. Every, I mean, do you want my firstborn? I don't know. Do you want my fallopian tubes? What else do you want me to say? I 100% think Neil you is why right. I want, she wants you to take one of her kids. She wants you to take one of her kids. <laughs> She's like, she like, come to my studio. I definitely was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I think it was just lacked the foresight that I had and just wanted to do what my original planned out thing was. That's, that's all it was. It was just a selfish move. But, comma... The only reason why I had any defense of myself in the last few episodes since we've gotten emails about it is because it was a fuck. it was weird. This wasn't like uh, I went back to my ex-boyfriend, Steve, who's beaten my ass. Like, I, I, I just think, like, it's so easy to, no one was telling me a single thing except for you before I went. No one. Everyone. Right. All well, the feelers who follow me. Yay, Ireland, fun. As soon as the government shut it down, everyone was like, oh, my God, you went? So for me, I do feel like, look, if you were not on a Neil level before the government told you something was bad, like, shut the fuck up. Get but on my level. Get on Neil's level. If you were not literally shouting, like, the flood is coming to the villagers who were like, you're crazy. That's what Neil, for me, that's what you were. And... Right. You wrote me when I was in Ireland and you're like, dude, and you call you called it and I know you don't think you deserve credit because you're like, it's pattern recognition. But millions and millions of people who won't cop to it, who won't say, Oh, you're right. Everybody wants to always be on the right side of things. And I just think there's two situations here. One, I was super selfish. I I ignored the information in front of me and I just did what I wanted to do because it was like a weird I felt weird not canceling on my friend's wedding. That was all it yeah, was. That's all that's all it is. I I right. that would have been hard. Um, Second thing is that so many people were not on your level. But we talk about it and in this podcast you're kind of like this voice and you say like a lot of prolific things, but that's also because you're a special person. Most people were not saying like and a lot of this, you know, like you were one of the few who was saying it. And I'm not saying mo- maybe Melissa was. So good for you, Melissa. But a lot of people who. Yeah, but easy. Were... I mean, for her, she's got three kids under five. Could they have to listen? To <laughs> maybe they do. But all I'm saying is that I'm not defending myself. But I think we have to understand like it was just it was just fucking weird. But I also. That's the, like, the thing is, you just have to say you have to shorten the apology. That's all they want is a short apology. <laughs> They well, I gave like, it sorry. to them two times yeah, in a row, so I don't know yes. how Thank many you. other it's times to bed. Say. Put it to bed. Put the baby monitor on. We put it to bed, <laughs> Melissa. But I will say the um, only person that can keep going, the only person I feel like I really burdened is Mr. Neil Brennan with his points. That's as Thank it you. always is. I'm the, <laughs> I, I, try to do the, I try to warn people, and then I you end up try. paying the price. <laughs> people hate me. The bad cop, Neil Brennan. Neil, why don't you smile and lie to people like most of your friends? Because I don't want to lie to people. Um, is it sadistic? Anyways. Partially, but mostly <laughs> it's because I don't want to have a bunch of lo- outstanding lies that I'm waiting for the, to come collect. Uh, uh, but thank you again, covered by this. the way, Neil. I love you. Brother for life. I didn't hear what you said. I just said love, thank you Love again. me for life? Really sweet. 
Yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Um, you're welcome. You've RS got mail. LA, quick one for both of you. Thoughts on the use of laugh tracks during the current comedy, the current pandemic situation. <laughs> I'm seeing Hilarious. hosts of late night weekly shows during their routines, but with a live audience, without a live audience and not adapting and use a laugh track. My opinion, there's a simple but unquestionable formula to comedy. One part joke, one part laughter, uh, with the exception of Bill Maher, who uses who used a laugh track this week. Uh, the problem with laugh tracks is because Mar did it, it's corny. It just feels so like corny. schlocky. It just feels schlocky. Unless you, I told Seth to like have a button that he could do laughs with. Like, oh, I think that deserves three laughs. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. Like that would kind of be funny because then you're kind of shitting on yourself. But right. Exactly. Um, I also think that they should cut their their episodes the way um i can't remember the guy's name but he was a big youtube guy where it's like quick 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 there's also that girl emma chamberlain who who cuts her videos funny she's actually funny that girl she's like 20 or something and uh she's kind of good looking she's good looking uh and she's a big youtube (laughs) celeb but she she makes she like edits her videos and they're funny and they're like witty and uh i think seth could do that uh, they could all do you, that, but none of them. You, are going j- to. you just need like an edit for these times. You can't really do the same thing. I get that is it is awkward. John Oliver, it's I sometimes don't like when people are laughing because he's like on such a rant. So I don't mind. Oliver doesn't have any graphics usually. So the fact that Seth, they Trevor started putting graphics in, but they did it with a whoosh, which I, I think that's cheesy. Um, I think they were trying to make it to soup it up. I just think right. you have to have somebody edit it like uh like emma chamberlain or the other guy that i don't remember or like my mattress commercial Um, but you know but you know what one another thing is right now we're all like it's almost like don't bullshit us everyone's alone like everyone yeah i know but they should but first of all yeah they they they're alone but they can still send a drop we're getting we're editing this like they can we're editing this and no one's touching no yeah. one's even touching. Um, <laughs> all right, Goodbye. this is a good one. You've got mail. Okay. Hey, Neil and Bianca, yeah. RSTNLA. Y'all talk about racial beauty standards a lot on the show. Here's my spiel. I'm biracial. If you couldn't tell from my use of y'all and spiel in the same sentence. Uh, straight woman with a white mom, dark skin, Afro-Latino dad. And I've had a profound insecurities about my skin and ethnic appearance my entire life. I don't have the cool mixed kid thing. I'm mocha toned with brown eyes, no freckles, hazel eyes. Um, but I think I'm decent looking and look mostly black. Problem is, spent most of my time around the white side of my family comparing myself to my beautiful white cousins and coveting their white skin and easy to manage hair. Even my brown side of my family either wear foundation lighter than their skin tone or only date people lighter than them. They're the we we know black poppy, we Puerto Rican kind of Afro Latino. Mm. Um, uh, so all of that, not to mention a white standard of beauty getting pounded into my brown ass skull for 27 years has made me a depressive, neurotic, insecure mess that has never had a boyfriend and has somehow managed to reject every dude that comes a court and becomes they're not a good fit or not my type. I do have a fairly specific type. I'm mostly attracted to tall Nordic looking white dudes. I know, but at this point, it feels like more self-sabotage than I like what I like. That said, Binks, you seem to be at the opposite end of the well-adjusted spectrum than me. You're hot, confident, and know what you want, but as a Persian woman, this is all in bold. I wonder if you've ever felt that pressure of insecurity that colorism puts on women of color, 
And that feeling of having been othered by your own community or even family, has it affected you at all? And how did you overcome it? As Neil has said when talking about traveling, no one likes being othered. Uh, and I feel like that's defined my whole life. In case you're wondering what I look like, I attached a photo of the night I briefly met Neil after Chappelle and Rock Cute. show Radio City. Neil, you're my favorite. She's a, this girl's really good looking, actually. Uh, Will, can oh, you do you have the photo? I I uh, will bring the photo. Show me the photo. Uh, so anyway, talk talk, Bianca. Um, well, I have fully felt not accepted by any any of my shit except for Ethiopian people and I'm not Ethiopian but like Persian people are always like you're Persian like even when I lived in Panama everyone's like Dominicana like no motherfucker I'm from here or not from but you know I'm Panamanian Americans what are you so I've always felt othered but at some point I just realized that I don't know I liked I like my personality enough to like be entertained by it so I think I embraced being not fitting in. Now I like it. I like being. When I was in Germany, oh, oh, she cute. Yeah, she is key. She's good looking, girl. Yeah. But Go this please. is why. <laughs> God, please. Um, no, it just and I get what she means. I personally think I don't look. I that, mean, there's like, no I, as as someone who's been thinking about. Uh, being alienated a lot um it it it, that's kind of the it's it's kind of the price of being unique or like you know you just i told you in in the mark twain book that they gave dave there's a twain inscription at the beginning like written from mark twain and it says uh be good and you will be lonesome um in that it's like be interesting, you'll be lonesome. Like there's a lot of ways in which you're, yeah, you are in a unique position, and it does create otherness, and it does create, but it also creates. I don't know. The only artists that are like, hey, everybody is like the Black Eyed Peas. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to be like? <laughs> it's just poppy. Nice like, do you want to be Katy Perry or do you want to be fucking Bjork? Like and there's look, less money in being Bjork and Bjork doesn't probably doesn't have a ton of people she can relate to, but, but she gets to be Bjork or she gets to be PJ Harvey or she gets to be her or she gets to be right. my friend Lizzo or she gets, would you rather be Beyonce or Solange? <laughs> yeah, everybody wants, you know? I'd much rather be Solange. The thing is though, what you've got to turn is all this insecurity I was raised around. I there was. I went to a predominantly white school. There was me, a one black dude named Giovanni, and one black dude named Purple who wore purple. So wasn't like a huge diverse popular. And then my brother in the other grade. So it was like I understand what it feels like to be feel like not fully accepted. But I just chose to bond on other things besides my race. And then once I got to an age where I understood it. I just I'm I'm like cool now the the fact that I don't fit in is gonna be what I like about myself and it's the thing I love I went and studied in Germany there was no one like me in Germany and I had a fantastic time I liked you know why I studied German well because I have family in Austria but also because I liked the idea I was like you know what if I studied French or I studied something else 
people might think I might speak that Spanish, you know. But it's like, no one will think I speak German. That was my kind of last push to study German. It was like, I want to speak some shit no one's <laughs> going to like ever suspect. And, and it was that shallow. And how satisfying do you, how often do you get to be like, I speak German. Like, it's like being like, I, is there a doctor in the house? Like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> how often do you get to say like, excuse me, sir, speak as a so Deutschen. Uh, it it's off it's often enough it's not like i'm you know pushing it but when i it's so fucking i love it i just love being different the and se- yeah but like, it's just- yes i agree but i'm also doing a show about being alone and feeling lonesome being well then where like- does it turn where does it turn to like her and i guess you at some point like where does being interesting different like Maybe having, you know, skills or like personality traits that not everybody has. When does that turn to? How does that turn it, so it, it against yourself? Eventually, you just make your peace with it. But why is it? To is, you, why does it isolate you? Uh, because why does it isolate you? Because you don't. You're fucking Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Like you're the you're you're just you're like. You just feel like always there's a group and then there's you just all the time. Like, <laughs> you know what I like, think? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I realize? For it to work for you, you kind of have to be a kind of like a more of an attention whore in, in, or just like really like, I like, I don't mind standing out. I don't mind not fitting in. I, and even with other people, like if someone's being ostracized by a group or at work or, I like that person. Like I like the person standing out and I like, I don't mind being the person standing out, but I also like some sort of like social group attention. And if you aren't, if you don't like that, it could feel maybe a little bit poisonous as opposed to me. It fe- it's like, yeah, cool. I'll fucking be the dumbass. I don't care. You know? Right. I mean, I, but the, with, because people are like pack animals, um, yeah we get we when if you were left if you were shunned like that leads to depression suicide like the the it's the the you can it's the difference between emotional neglect and just being not around people and and it's hard your body doesn't really know the difference so yeah you and it is lonely it's a fucking lonesome like you can be a buddy of mine who was in one business and he didn't quite fit into that business and now he's more into like he's more of an artist he called me the other day just to ask what he should do about his old friends that bore him and i was like you just gotta make peace with the fact that you're different and you've always been different and you just kind of have to you'll just minimize your interactions with them because it just it, all you can hear is how different you are than them and you don't like them as much yeah um like you don't value them it just it's a hard thing to deal with but this girl's great looking she should get she should get a boyfriend and his boyfriend should be neil brennan <laughs> i'm gonna dye my hair blonde uh, i'm gonna be a tall <laughs> norse man um, i said i want to fuck her <laughs> Okay. Thank wow. just in time. Call back. Though. Just in time. <laughs> Call back. 
callback. Thank you. Of the That's century. actually a beautiful callback, especially when and, when we didn't hear it the first time. Um, and, and also, right when you were saying you would date that girl, fantastic. No, it's beautiful. Goodbye. Um, You've got hey, mail. Hey, Bianca, I want to hear your thoughts on people that are flaunting social distancing rules. More specifically, the people that you know and would usually consider good friends who are carrying on somewhat as normal. I'm sure we all know a few. Reasons given by some of the people that I'm starting to now question keeping on as friends range from annoying conspiracy <laughs> theories that just don't hold up through uh, to plain selfishness and ignorance. Um, like... This guy goes on to say, like, he lives in Bali, which is interesting. Uh, I'm okay. an expat living in Bali, and there seems to be a lot of folk from the meditation, yoga, wellness community here that is at uh, the best of times will go pretty far down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. So this seems to be no exception for many of them. And despite local community and government requesting lockdowns and beach bans, they continue to go about their hippie ways, almost exerting an air of superiority whilst doing it for not falling for the hoax. I mean, what will happen is that they'll get the locals sick and yeah. and then the locals will fucking turn on them. I mean, you that's yeah. that's a possible outcome of that situation. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Bali is not... It's a really strict country. Bali's also kind of hoodish in a weird way. Right. Like, it's not... Like, the luxurious places are luxurious, but you t- if you told me you got robbed in Bali, I'd be like, yeah, I see that. Um, Jakarta, Jakarta is you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Um, Have you no, been to Ubud Bali? Is not like parts of yeah, parts of Ubud are not especially not like it's you know it's kind of grimy. Um, yeah, Thai it's grimy or rude. grimier. Um, it's it's just grimy physically, like it's like they don't clean the roads type things, and it's humid, so it's like sticky. Um. Did you know and, Thailand? Uh, or did you know Indonesia has one of the biggest populations in the world? Really? Like after the India and China? Ones. Not like right um, them, but but wait, did it feel really like congested there? No, because Bali's like an island. So, but it felt like it felt third worldy in that it's like narrow roads and no freeways, no like no like communal infrastructure would you go back um bali no because it's not i didn't feel like the spiritual part of it (laughs) and um and i uh there's nothing to do i like a city i wasn't at the beach and i wasn't in a city so i was like "Eh, where am i what are you in the jungle yeah kind of um so yeah goodbye uh here's another one you've got mail uh hi neil and bianca <laughs> let me start by saying i love the podcast and look forward to it now more than ever given the current situation we're all in before i get to my question neil i thought you should know i find you extremely attractive. <laughs> <laughs> neil are you writing <laughs> these a letter that's all i read um i also mad at bianca about ireland i'm kidding okay no, with that being said that. i have a question regarding dating i think i am pretty sure i'm being ghosted here but thought i'd get a second opinion I went on three dates with this guy and it went great, but he hasn't been the best at texting. I would text him. It would take him hours to days to reply. At first, I didn't take it to mean anything because I work eight to four. Da-da-da-da-da-da. His birthday was last weekend and me being a desperate gal that I am, I texted him wishing him happy birthday and it took him four hours to reply. Desperate gal. Noted that his birthday was on the weekend. He responded with, 
that's sweet that you remember and thank you. Any that sweet is the giveaway. Anytime someone says sweet to someone that they would like to um that the that they once had a romantic relationship with or the person would is like pushing that a little bit. Sweet is the uh is the is the friend zone giveaway. It's like that's it. Like once someone says sweet, yeah, you know it's over. Or, or you know it's over be or you know it's over before it started. Like if you say sometimes like I don't slide very often, but when I do, I'll slide on a girl and be like, Hey, you have any interest in me uh, hitting on you? And uh, they'll go like, oh, that's sweet. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll like literally laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Wow, ha. Neil. Sweet. Any interest in me hitting on you? <laughs> yeah. It's so Because I'm not going to start. I'm not going to start right. with the fucking, you're so fucking fine. Like, I'm not going to do that. Um, she knows she's good looking. Wait, finish I'm reading. I'm not discovering her. Um, I'm taking his oh, so that was ghosting a- me. Right. Yeah, that's uh, since everybody who submits these emails feels the need to clarify. I'm 28, black, uh, years years old woman, and the guy's white, 34. Yeah, it's over. He's Girl, ghost done. Goodbye. Done. Open a chat. Don't ever if you text suspect him someone's a ghosting you, go- whatever you suspect generally in human interactions is what's happening with 100%. government stuff. Your, your it's a little more haunted. shaded, but like. <laughs> so don't he? You only believe in relationship conspiracy theories. <laughs> You're like, but yeah. they're not because they're not conspiracies. They're like, oh, it's just human. Like, I, 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 I'm, I hear you. I see what you're doing. Okay, right. Um, uh, this guy, don't ever text him uh, again. He will if he texts you. I would, I would not respond or respond later and give him the same energy because, you know, people don't. Like, people don't respect things they haven't earned. So if you're being really desperate and, like, up someone's ass, it's just like, eh. You know what I mean? It's better to yeah, just, like, I, cut I, that I, arm off. I know that people don't respect things that they haven't earned. Like, that's why frats, fraternities, and sororities haze people, for real. Because yeah. they value it more. Um, I don't think that there's value in, like, dating hazing. But I think No, I think it's in, fucked up. Um, in, like, gauging... I think one of the keys to relationship is similar amounts of passion and interest. It's got to be within yeah. 10% of each other. But or else there, it's just going to be someone's going to get their feelings hurt. For sure. But there are situations where two people can like each other and then one person starts getting in their head and acting a little bit desperate. And sometimes that can kind of be a little bit of a turn off with the right personality or the wrong personality, I guess. Like, you know, there is something nice about. I, you explained it once, how you're dating somebody and you were saying like, dude, when you meet someone famous, like you don't have to bomb just every time you meet them, like a little bit more of your personality, a little bit more like, don't try to always make a moment. Don't be so desperate for that yeah. thing. And it is like, it is, I think it means something. At least that it resonates with me. Like, you know, don't try too hard. Even with a comic, you can tell when they're trying, oh, bringer shows. You can tell yeah. when they're trying too hard to get the laugh. So I do think there is something about just the beginning parts of dating someone is awful. You never know. We don't know. One day it could just be yeah. like, oh, God, ugh, ugh, like vomiting. Yeah. So if you just don't, it sucks that it has to be hazing a little bit, but just don't 
lead with a desperate foot and then you won't feel so like anxiety ridden. I just hate being an anxiety. You're never going to change someone. You're never, there's no amount of chicanery that could get this guy to be interested. This guy is not very interested. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you slept with him, I hope that you're not too upset that you slept with him. Like, but yeah, there's going to be, it's think about if you were him He's exhibiting all the things that you would do if you were not interested and take his word for it. He's not going to say I'm not. And you can never say I'm not interested in people. It's very hard to say that. Um, But she's taking it really personal. And I just want her to understand, like, dude, when you've dated, you've been on three dates. Maybe somebody came. Maybe he went on those dates to get somebody out of his mind. And then that person was his birthday. Like, you don't fucking know. You'd like don't take it on it's got nothing to do with her i don't even think she's taking yeah. it personally i think she's just like doing the girl thing where she's like what does he mean exactly what he's saying <laughs> what he's saying he the, <laughs> he's not he's just being vague if someone's mean? being vague no one's being right. vague because they love you they're anytime <laughs> someone's being vague that's only in movies where they go like the only reason i was being vague is because it's just a bad right. beginning I of the know. third act plot thing I was only being standoffish because I had such hard feelings. It fucking never happened. I've never this never happened. Goodbye. In real life. Um sci-fi. Um You've got mail. Hey Neil Bianca, I started listening. This guy's kind of philosophical, but I like it. Uh Hey Neil Bianca, I started listening to the pod in January, beginning with the first episode from April. I'm almost all caught up to current apps and just heard the first mention of coronavirus during Get It How You Live from February fourth. That's pretty early. Which also included Neil's great table level clean vagina theory of that's the great table level <laughs> clean vagina theory of 2020. Um, like most of us back then, you drew flu like comparisons to coronavirus and weren't that worried. Two months later, it's the only thing on the news. We're all bracing for the new normal and anxiety is high. My new obsession is the recent past. I've been watching old episodes of SNL where it's 2008. Everyone's excited to watch Barack Obama become my first black president. They keep calling George Bush the worst president ever, which makes me feel omniscient uh, and full of dread. Another podcast I listened to uh, is back in 2016. Uh, they regard Trump's campaign with levity and see it as ridiculous. The jokes they made are funny now. Retrospect is powerful, or is it a waste of time? I've uh, had the extent of today's coronavirus crisis. Uh, if it, If I had known the extent of today's coronavirus crisis... I wouldn't have been stubbornly going out to bars in February flaunting my dumb, young, healthy self. But by definition of hindsight, cannot exist in the present. Present, do you value uh, in? Do you see value in analyzing the past, or is it futile effort to spend time dwelling? Well, first, I'd like to say about hindsight. You know the term hindsight is twenty twenty. I know that term. You know that phrase, literally written by Billy Wilder. The movie director. The motherfucker directed Sunset Boulevard, uh, Double Indemnity, Some Like It oh, Hot. Love, love, uh, love. Fucking, uh, he, he's done like the best movie in, in like four different genres and, and The Apartment, which is maybe my favorite movie ever. I love The and, Apartment. And coined the term hindsight is 2020. Literally, he wrote, that's his joke. It's like his aphorism. So that's if you learn nothing from this podcast, just know that. Well, you know what's funny? If you people say that shit so much and you go, it's an old why it's an old saying. No, right. It's like he wrote it that old. (laughs) Yeah. 
A guy wrote it. A guy who used to be on Canon Drive all the time said it, and now <laughs> everyone says it. Um, um, if you watch yeah. The Apartment, though, you will. it is not surprising that he wrote it. I just, there, like, the tone oh, is no, so the clever. And so, the apartment's so fucking great. The and writing it's so is cynical. so fucking good. So cynical. It's so cynical, wow. and it's from 1961. It's 60 years old. And it's like, as cyn- when you know what the plot, when you figure out the plot, you're like, fucking, right. wow. And it's a black and white movie. You're like, the fuck am I looking at? Um, so... Uh, all you can do, while I don't think it's worth beating yourself up over, I think you can learn a lesson from time and you can recognize patterns like your friend yeah. Neil does. Just recognize a pattern. Listen. Just recognize a pattern. That's, and then try to go, what does this remind me of? Oh, yes, that didn't end well. Let me know. <laughs> oh, <that>. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the flu oh, pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's like where you, uh, I ever tell you about the guy I went, I went to a party at some like, uh, accountant business manager's house in New York in like the late nineties and like DiCaprio was there and just all these people. And the guy was like a, a, uh, of like a big time, like he was like a cool money manager and I left his apartment and Chappelle called me and I go, I was just in some guy's house. He's going to jail. And Dave's like, what are you talking about? This guy's so full of shit. I promise you he's going to jail. And he was in jail in six months. Because like, no, you can't do what you're doing. No, it wasn't Bernie. It was like, if Bernie Madoff was, his name was Dana Giacchetto. There's a Vice documentary about him. um, Or like a Vice. But like, I went to his house. I was like, this guy's going to jail. Like, he had a bird. He just seemed like crazy. (laughs) And he was. And all the showbiz people fell for him because they were like, you know, oh, he's, you know, I mean, I'm investing in art galleries. and just it's like just that's fucking magic trick fucking, bullshit. Put right. in a bond, you fucking dummy. Ben, right. Stun, young Ben Stiller. Um, okay. Uh, dude, um, I, lo- I this, used to quote this The Apartment. A, Sorry, I'm just thinking. Oh, The Apartment. Right. If you've never seen The Apartment, drop everything. Do you know how many times I used to say, well, that's the way it crumbles. Cookie-wise. Cookie-wise. Was like, Oh yeah, my god. So fucking great. Like I it's so so, it's not a surprise that he anyways. Such a fucking yeah. good goddamn I wanted to remake it uh with uh black people, but um no none of my black star friends wanted to I do can it. be a black Shirley McLean. Well, well, well. <laughs> um Neil. Yeah. Um sure also Shirley McLean, nobody was finer than her in that movie. Like we're just like, God damn this shit. When I um, watched that movie, I was like, that's not Maybe there's two Shirley McLeans. <laughs> that's fucked well, up yeah, to say, but I really no. Both fucking age is a motherfucker. That's more weight, but she was so. Smoking oh yeah, hot you're, in that but that's part movie. of age, yeah. But it's so smoking, like like Sm- fucking off the charts. Goodbye. Um, You've got mail. Hey Neil and Bianca, I've never been more compelled to write until the last five minutes of We Orgy when Bianca said, "I don't think people would break up because their partner wasn't the ethnic background they thought they were, or something along those lines." Backstory. Mm-hmm. This guy's doing a fucking All flashback right, right now. Flashback. Fucking see, Re- we just went into black and white, guys. Handheld. Backstory. <laughs> Couple of years ago, a six foot two voluptuous Asian woman with F titties was at the same wow. bar as me. She's absolutely beautiful, like Amazonian. She's had a reduction since then. Sees now. 
He sent the picture too. Don't say her name. Uh, well, show Bianca the picture. Don't show anybody else. Uh, we vaguely knew each other because we have the same circle of friends and we follow each other on Insta. To my knowledge, she was a lesbian. So the day we formally met each other at the bar, she was really tipsy and wearing a black sundress with no bra. Them things was swinging. I'm a black guy, by the <laughs> way. He spelled swinging. He spelled things with swing. a Z and swinging with an A. You got um, me swinging. And uh, she's talking to me about how much she likes the art and music I make. And the whole time I'm trying to play cool. Further into the conversation, I'm noticing her being very lush in her body language. getting very touchy-feely, uh, Bianca style. There's the girl, Bianca, just for you. Uh, the wind was blowing her dress all crazy. She didn't seem to care. I needed to end the conversation because I was able to keep a straight face. But the whole time I was thinking some awful shit. I said it was good to good talking to you. I got to get going. Are you okay to get home? She actually goes, uh, my friend whose house I'm staying at isn't picking up her phone. Would you mind if I hung out if I hung out at your place until she does? Okay. Uh, long What's story up? short, um, she ends up um, uh, all bets were off at this point, and we did the damn thing. I got okay. some booty. I got some booty. Was a half bake reference, uh, which is not a bad movie. Uh, turns out she buy. She had a girlfriend, but they were taking a break. In the morning, we woke up, and she was on her phone. Uh, her background was some Japanese geisha drawing, and I go, did you draw that? She goes, no, I found it online. You know, everyone thinks I'm Asian, but I'm actually half white and half Mexican. <laughs> Talk about the bait and switch. Cool. I was so upset the whole time I thought I had a miracle, unicorn, flirty, bubbly, charismatic, big-tittied with an ass-to-mash Asian. Turns out I had a psycho Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't correct people when they think she's asian i haven't hung out with her since this guy's taking thinks he's getting a w but he's taking an l why are you depriving yourself of some that what woman. are the ethics of this what's your ethical with your there's no ethical standard you've how many six two big titty mexican women do you know that are art like they're they, it's all unicorns a unicorn bro mm. yeah doesn't matter what shade she Mex comes you in, know, man. I've never had a. Me I've never. Uh, uh, when someone goes, I met this Mexican woman. I don't go. Oh, so what? She's five eleven, six feet. <laughs> They're all fucking tiny. When someone goes, my cleaning lady was here. I don't go. What was he? You've got to be over. She's right. probably over six feet, right? Um, no, they're they're low. They keep it low to the ground. Um, <laughs> so enjoy what you had. Uh, you played yourself. Uh, also. As far as I'm I don't correct people if it benefits me. <laughs> like, if I'm trying to get out of a parking lot at the Grove and Ethiopian people give me a nod, I nod right motherfucking back. So you never know why people don't correct. Who are these people? They work the, they work the lot? A lot of Ethiopian. I think it's like a contract. Oh, that's right. Like we talked about that at the Chris Tucker in D.C. Oh, he right. went to Ethiopia and oh, people yeah. still love him. And now... Every parking lot he goes to, it's a it's a it's a jailbreak. People fucking it's flip free. out because like, Ethiopians go. apparently are big in parking lots, which is okay. They are. Um, it's a, it's like yeah. all over LA. Well, if you ever go, there's a few of them, but always Ethiopian people are working the parking lot. I think it's a contracted out, and they're all Ethiopian, and they all give me a look, and I give I. Yeah, you give them the law. Yeah. They freaking wave uh, me through. I did so baba, baby. So I yep, don't really. I was going to say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this guy's tripping. He's like yeah, not he part of his himself. bottom line. Like the bottom, like that girl's go great towards looking. your bottom line. And she looks fucking Asian and 
what is ethnicity anyway, guys? Do you know what I mean? If you look <laughs> it, you are it. It's right. mostly how you appear to the world and then how That's people treat you based yes. on it. It's not like she has some secret. We right. Very few of us have secret ancestral habits and knowledge and wisdom from our fucking i don't have any irish fucking you know i just have the shit that's put on irish people right. like catholicism and and uh dysfunctional uh sinuses i'm just like what <laughs> i didn't know like i just maybe he really i don't get it like i wanted dumplings like what did he what was he mad at it doesn't explain why he was disappointed though that's i don't the understand thing. it it's a silly. It's a. You're not winning. You're that's one <laughs> nothing. You've deprived yourself of something because she's not a psycho. She just, she just like ah. People think I'm Asian. I don't. Did she? It's not like she was speaking fucking Cantonese to you and bowing. Like she just <laughs> didn't correct you. Um. So silly. did she have a giant? Did she? Did she bang a giant gong after you fucked her? All right. Um. Will sound effect that, would you? Oh. Uh, goodbye. Uh, You've got mail. Letter. Hey, yeah, yeah, swoosh yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Hey, Neil and Bianca. My name's Isaac, and I'm a, I'm a comedian, an atheist, and I'm going to do the stand-up comedy. I didn't make a decision to start doing stand-up lightly. In fact, it's not that I really decided, just that I kept getting told I should try, so my resolve dissolved. In preparation, I read a ton uh, and delved into every interview I could find. And all that being said, I gave my best set uh, after rewatching Three Mics. It inspired me to do Five Minutes Under Pressure, after which someone came up and thanked me. Um, what I'm getting at here, and I believe Bianca would back me up on this, Neil, you're a veritable font of information, and you should write a book. Blake Griffin talked on a, a lot on Hot Ones about how you prepared him to go to the stage, and I think that's a prog- process that could easily translate to a book. I'm guessing that you probably read Questlove's book, where he narrates, but the response is in italics. Um, uh, where you open, where you depend the book itself and have Dave jump in at intervals offering his thoughts <laughs> could easily be one of the best comedy books on the market. Agreed. Um, but what, here's how I feel about writing books. Yes. And uh, yeah, and and uh, in Questlove books, he and he said he's going to write a book where I give the responses. Um, here's how I feel about books. Why why give someone something in powder form when I can give it to them in liquid form? Speaking, like Three Mics is a book, if that makes sense. Like why do mm. a shittier, why like, why make it, why make it into a powder? Right. You know what I mean? Like I can, and if you want to know about stand-up, there's so many fucking stand-up books that so you many. can read. I don't. I don't doubt that I could write a good book, like, and I've been reading a lot lately and thinking about it, but I just don't, I, it's not that I wouldn't do it, I almost wouldn't do it for the audiences. It's like, why do I need to give you more sh- work to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, and I, I also hear it's not fun to write a book, but it's just a lot of editing, but it's just a lot of, I don't know. I don't know if I could get anything across that I couldn't get across somewhere else. Maybe yeah, I, I could. Also, yeah. I mean, I, I also think, though, like, you're creative enough. I think you could – I feel like you could just think of a different medium to maybe have, like, tackle that subject, but not a book. Maybe, like – Yeah. Something. A master class. Okay. Master class. No, uh, I was no I, like, I – no, I would – I'd sooner just make a video. I don't know. I don't right. – I just – 
master class. Like why, why make it in a genre that nobody that like is limited? It's not. It's not limited right. in that. Just limits the scope of your audience. To now, books deliver a different feeling. Like books deliver. Like read me and Seth were talking about that the other day. Like it's it really a good book when you're in it is like nothing like it. It's like a it's like a great relationship. Um, it's like the best first date you've ever been on. If a book's good, yeah. it's like fucking amazing. You're like, oh my god, you thought that too. Um, but it's the but it's just not a lot. There's just not a big audience, so that's why I wouldn't. But in terms of, I also don't want to write. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to I'm writing yeah. about comedy. It's like Judd did a master class. Steve Martin did a master class. Those are pretty much your comedy ones. Like I'm not a better writer than Judd, and I'm not a better comedian than Steve Martin. So right. Um. So I don't know. I'm glad it wasn't the other way. <laughs> That's me. I'm sorry. Um, that's fun. Goodbye. Um, all right. There's all a lot of longies this week, Banks. Yeah, I was like, the fold. shut There's up. Let me, let me read this on. one. I'm going to read. Okay, no, not this one. this one. This one's long. You've uh, got mail. Bianca Politico <laughs> recently wrote an article about AOC breaking with Bernie Sanders on how to lead the left as she's transitioning from fiery progressive Hot. to a more traditional politi- politician willing to work within the system. I've been reflecting a lot on this paradigm of progressive versus establishment Democrat and the best way to stand up to an unjust system uh, from a large from a large larger perspective. I'm reminded of the Malcolm X Malcolm X ideologies when considering how to confront the problems our society has. Malcolm X had a lot of good points and saw trying to reform a broken system as a joke, whereas MLK got lasting things done. However, black people still are still much more likely to be impoverished, homeless, murdered, imprisoned, undereducated, and underemployed than white people. Black people have gained fewer observable metrics of success than one might expect in spite of all the progress initiated by the civil rights movement. The system has reformed, but there's still so much left to accomplish. Um, uh, You know... Uh, managing that, co- like, basically, what do we think of that? Um, I mean, yeah, what do I, you think? I do think they're just in si- different situations. I mean, you have this, like, it's almost like a movie, you know, the young, like, more green, spunkier, a little bit more connected to the, like, like, this is what we got to do. And you have this person that's like, dude, I actually want to win. I actually want to make a change. Like, he's been in Congress for a long time. Is this her freshman year or something? Who, what, so, what are you talking about? You're talking about Bernie? I'm saying that are like talking, AOC yeah. versus yeah. Bernie. Yeah. So yeah, I Bernie just. Bernie got very little done is the, is the, is what I keep hearing. Right. Um, uh, and so yeah. it, it, it feels a little bit like a movie, you know, the young versus the old. Well, we have to work yeah. within these confines and then the AOC is like, yeah. no, fuck that. Like, why it's not even... Yeah. And in a way, like, in retrospect... Fuck your I rules, feel like old man. Fuck your rules. <laughs> in retrospect, I think you can... Knowing where black people are today, you get what Malcolm X was saying a lot more, you know? Well, they tried I it I... the incremental MLK way. They tried to be... They tried to bring white people into the fold. Mm. And they did... They did get the Civil Rights Act passed, the Voter Rights Act right. passed. Like, but as I've said on here before, yeah, you know, 
um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, the the what Malcolm X did was more psychological for black men than I think um, what Martin Luther King did for black men. That's just my mm. feeling. It's like he is a. I think that Malcolm X is a source of strength for all the black men I know, and uh, and whereas Martin Luther King is like, Meh. Uh, yeah, he's right. a nice guy. He's like he makes um, everyone feel good. White, yeah, black. it's like Iraq one time said if a if a if white people leave a civil rights movie feeling good, it was a bad movie. Um, right. Like the Civil Rights <laughs> Act was the Civil Rights era was so awful. <clears throat> um, uh, I tried to get him to do a joke and he didn't do it. Like when white people say like Jackie Robinson broke broke the color barrier, and it's like no white people just stop being crazy. He didn't break a barrier. You set the barrier there and then you move the barrier because you stop being crazy. That would be like saying the Jews broke the Holocaust barrier. Right. <laughs> that was, he's like, I can't say it. it's too fucking crazy. Um, it's so fucking <laughs> oh funny, God. though. Um, and uh, so what I think AOC probably learned was that you've got different people representing different constituencies so people where she's from are very liberal and then there are other people in the democratic party that are from districts that are not very liberal and they have to be more moderate and she can keep pushing a a very liberal socialist somewhat socialist agenda it's never going to get the votes because it's not even about the other leaders it's about the other people in that leader's district so she can only push uh someone from uh illinois so hard before they're like dude i'm gonna get thrown out of office if i vote for this they're just gonna fucking primary man i'm gonna lose like like i can't my constituents are never gonna so i think that's probably what she has learned if she has i didn't read the article so i don't know exactly the way she's kind of changed but um uh that's my feeling is that she realized like oh i'm never gonna get a plurality of votes by being uh strident and ideological which is what bernie mostly did right and the thing is if you you kind of have two choices once you get into like that deep into politics you can either represent your faction to the fullest or you can try to get some shit done and you can't fully do both you know, you can't abandon yeah. the people who got you in office, but you also can't shove that down everyone's throats because everybody, everybody's factions have their own conviction. So I don't, I think it really is about like good leaders are just good personality managers and good people managers. They don't always have the greatest yeah. ideas. They're just like, how can I mitigate all these, these people? And yeah. when you're super fiery, and you come in guns blazing, we all love to see it, at least people like me. Like, cool, yes, look at her, woman, doing this, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's a good story, but that's not always the most effective way to go about it. You can, you know, you could be like, Bernie, look how consistent I've been. But it's like, how much collaboration have you got? Like, what have you really gotten done? I don't know. I, th yeah. I hope she if learns that. you can't that get lost past it, a lot of good, it, it fucking doesn't, that's the job. So Right. That's the Pinkerton's only job. Really? Yeah, that's the job is get lost past. Goodbye. Pinkertons hit that shit. 
You've got mail. Okay, come on. Platitudes, yada, yada. Platitudes? Platitudes, yada, yada. Thanks for the podcasts during the apocalypse. You know the drill. Anyways, Neil has repeatedly... Wait, uh, Neil has repeatedly hammered... <clears throat> hammered on this stance that actors are just models or at best models who can cry on command. I guess I wonder how Neil feel about ex-comedians who cross over to full-time into full-time acting. Your Bill Murray's, Steve Martin's, etc. These people are known for improvisational contributions. So is that something you give credit for or is it all just in your eyes is it all just easy in your eyes once you're handed a script? What level of credit do you give improvisation-heavy actors? Also, one final clarification. Does Neil feel that Daniel Day-Lewis is also talentless and unimpressive? Whatever your preferred verbiage is here. Thanks. Yay. Um, great job, Bianca. Um, I, I, uh, in terms of improv... Here's what most of the time improv is. What when improv is just writing. That's all it is. It's like Bill it's Murray writing. improvs. When Bill Murray gets a script, he go he literally I've heard him say in interviews, I just think how much am I going to have to rewrite this? <laughs> and uh so you're just writing on the fly uh and even if you Bill Murray's going to think something funny. That's still writing. It's not acting. I'm not. I'm also not impressed when like, ooh, Eddie Murphy crossed over. Seeing Eddie Murphy play Dolomite or Mr. Church is so much less impressive to me than seeing him play uh, Mr. Robinson or James Brown or Gumby or because you're. It's just you're using more of yourself um, as a comedian and. So I don't find it. I'm just never impressed with like Robin Williams. Robin was a good actor, but he was not a great comedian to me. Um, so I'm not impressed with with like big crossover that shit. And improv is just writing, uh, but you just do it last second. It's uh, it's, well, and it's last second writing. I mean, you know, like I'm an actress, and I I done a lot of improvisational work just whatever training but it's not it's a lot of the time it is kind of cringy like did you see american it's mostly cringy american hustle i believe apparently i remember watching it and being like why does this feel weird and awkward and then come to find out like the movie making process they made the actors improv a lot of lines so it was it was amy adams um what's his name the australian guy American Psycho, Christian Bale. Yeah, it was four people, and they were doing a heist, and it was in the seventies or some shit. Anyways, yeah. Apparently, they improved a lot of their like banter, and I was like, yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Yep, it just was really, yeah, really it's not bad. good. It's like they're not comedians can improvise because we write our acts. So I don't think all people can't improvise. I mean, I know a lot of the time nobody like, can improvise, even when I do things where like. I'll do either commercials or TV or whatever and they're like, there's going to be a lot of improv. What that comes down to is me just telling people what to say. And again, that's an arrogant thing to say, but it's mostly like, hey, say this. Hey, say that. Taste that. That's what, I, what I've what i always done. It's how I met Dave. It's like how I started my career. So the idea that I'm improv I don't know. I'm just writing. 
Right. Um, but then so, again, right, like, for example, in, like, when I first came to L.A. when I was doing commercial auditions, I took a class and they're like, always like, like a lot of commercial auditions, at least before, were like, okay, and like, you can add like a little tag at the end or some shit. And then people started saying, hey, I didn't get the part, but you used my tag. Like you used, and then like you owe me a writing credit, you know, because I yeah. wrote that shit for you because you're a fucking lazy commercial writer. And so there started being like this whole thing where it's like, do not add a single thing in when you go into auditions because they're never going to pay for it. And if it's funny and it's good and it's in the moment, like they'll yeah. take it from you. So it was like, it is a form. It's a, it's a hundred percent a form of writing. It just, th- people think they're a little off the cuff. They it think it's more better if people is. are improvising. It's so, like Judd's movies improvise a lot. It just feels you can see everyone's moves. It's like, oh, come on, right. man. Seriously? Yeah, what? Right. Oh, no. It's just weird. Oh, what? Wait, so am I leaving or you're leaving? What are we doing? It's just these right. shitty, it's just the same moves over and over. It's just not, that's basically what the, uh, what the telethon was the other day of just watching people like try to improv and like, Yee. um, and Daisy Lewis and <laughs> Kate Blanchett are uh exceptions to my rule they are actually gifted but again if they weren't good looking you've never heard of them um, <laughs> okay. i'm reading the next so one prove my point great double hey, up you've got mail hey neil and binks why do you write your name like that hey neil and binks my media diet needs a shake up it seems i've cycled through the same handful of sources and i am not getting what i used to get out of them what off-the-beaten-path sites, channels, and sources do you guys enjoy, which are criminally underrated? Any ones you'd like to recommend? No topic is off-limits. So long sorry, so long as the content is <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Damn it, this ship's sinking. Wow. So long as the content is interesting. Thanks, Hope, all is well. Sending antiviral vibrations in your direction. <laughs> I actually try to think of the answer for this. Just go on Reddit. Reddit has a good Corona section. They, I mean, they have a lot of quacks Corona and dumb section. shit on there. But like, Reddit is like a, just a good. They've like a bunch. They've they've like subreddits on hundreds of Everything. thousands, if not millions, of subjects, and you can find shit out. And it's not. Sometimes it's a lot of it's like shitty or misogynist, whatever. If you're in that. But there's plenty of nice subreddits and there's also plenty of like if you want information or if you want uh, there's one called unpopular opinion that's good. Um, like, you know, it's all they have good shit on there. Um, also, I think earlier in the conversation in the episode, we talked about Canopy, uh, PBS. Those right there. There's so much shit going on. It's so good. Yes. I agreed. So um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any like. The good thing is now all movies come straight to your instead of premiering in the theaters. They're just you can just rent them on your yeah. your uh, phone or computer or TV. So I think everything is. I think this guy's now. talking about like like uh, off the beaten news path shit stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then um, PBS. What was that one? Axios. You really like Axios. Axios right? is good. Yeah. Um. It's a li- yeah. It's like they're it's very informational. Um, all right, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Nice episode, Benka. You did Love really you nice. Guys. You look nice. You good energy. <laughs> you. 
I got to show all my stuff. Really show yeah. my stuff. Yay. Um, all right. You guys are great. Will, you're great. Will. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Don't make him wait for it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Tell me how you feel.